Hello, and welcome back to the Agent Pro Podcast. This is your go-to resource for real estate agents looking to take their career and life to the next level with actionable ideas and expert insights. I'm Jeff Thibodeau, here as always with my co-host, Cameron Gray. Today's episode is number three of our 15-episode series on creating real estate content for success. Today, we're talking about finding your focus, defining your specific real estate niche. So we're going to be sharing a complete playbook for using social media platforms to grow your business and diving deep into what it is to post and what you're going to talk about today. Um, so grab your notepad, get ready to take some notes. This is episode we're going to be diving deep. Let's get started. So Cameron, what is a niche? It's such a silly word, um, but give me the, the quick definition for all of our listeners out there. A niche is... I should probably look at, learn the definitions, but niche is just like a target audience. It's, it's, it's a group of, it's a grouped audience for a specific interest. I guess that's the way that I would define it. Is that a good definition for it? For sure. And I think a lot of real estate agents might struggle with this. You even see it perhaps on their business card. They'll be like, I work with buyers, sellers, first time home buyers, investors, condo pre-construction, uh, new home buildings, uh, land developments, commercial industrial. It's like, that's the opposite of a niche. So a niche is basically uh, a specialty, um, but it doesn't have to just relate to real estate, right? Your niche could be things that you like in your life. So how, how does, how do you help your clients figure out what their niche is going to be when you're meeting with them to talk about their content strategy? How do you, how do you walk someone through picking and deciding on a niche? So great media is a little different where like I can kind of understand audience. So like we, we work backwards where it's kind of boring, a little consult with Cameron where I like to learn who is your perfect client. The way that I talk to people is like, you want to create content for your dream client, your perfect dream client, because you're not going to be in front of a thousand of your dream clients. But if you can get 10 of your dream clients this year, it might compound into them referring you and getting 30 of your dream clients next year. And then it gets bigger and bigger. And over time, you're going to, I, I hear it all the time. Like, why would I post something negative about my business? I'm going to lose a follower. You don't want that person to do business with you if they didn't like a piece of content that you posted online. Why would you want to spend time with that person in real life? So like what you really, really need to focus on doing is, I don't even know if this is answering your question, but focus on creating content for those people. And like you'll lose the people who aren't actually interested in you and you'll just get really more focused on who it is. And you'll get Yeah, that 100% answered the question. Um, I always teach it as, as avatar. And that's what you were talking to. Like that's a marketing language. It's not the movie with the blue people, but it's, it's this idea of who is your ideal customer and let's define them as clearly as possible. And now that is your niche, right? We're going to make stuff that really is the intersection between you and that person, right? That's, that's the best type of content because if you're customer avatar is totally different than you, it's going to be a grind making content or it's going to feel really inauthentic. But if you can take the, the whole of you, so a big circle called Jeff Thibodeau and then another circle over here called Jeff Thibodeau's perfect client and where those two things overlap, that's your content niche. So say we've got that figured out um, and I'm, I'm going to rapid fire you because we were going to keep this episode short because next episode, we're actually going to go into developing a content map. So let's mm -hmm. leave that for next episode of like the what. Let's just talk about still, today is about picking the who, right? And so say we've picked the who, how do we actually start to decide what we're going to share with them, create our, our content so that we are be seen as a, as a knowledge broker and expert in that specific area? 
so the type of organic mark uh, the, the type of organic content marketing strategy that we are following is an educative content marketing strategy where you need to be creating educational content so the first thing i do is who's my desired client do they consume content are they on social media if not who in their audience and who in their family or in their community is on social media because you can still get in front of them in different ways and then you got to figure is there a lot of content already out there for those types of people and is it high quality can i add more value than those types of people and if the answer to that is um no there's not enough content that you can add more out there how can you add more content and make it more simplified than other people? And then if your competitors are posting content, can you post better content? That is probably the stuff they're charging for, for free. And if you can do that, you're going to already be steps ahead of the game. Now all you have to do is design a timeline of all your content. See if you could stick it on a timeline and pull the main things out of the timeline that you can educate to actually sell. And that's, that's your content. Yeah, I think the idea of like trying to get into your ideal clients shoes get into their head as to say and try to experience the world this is empathy right you should already be good at this if you're a good salesperson and try to understand the world from their point of view what's their journey through whatever service you provide and if we lean into where are their challenges where are their pain points this is where you're going to find that valuable educational content so many of us from the old school would want to keep all that information till after i've been hired Right. It mm -hmm. seems scary to give all the answers away on the Internet when it's like, well, OK, now they can just watch my videos and do it without me, Cameron. Uh, what do you say to that? It's a bit of a mindset shift. Like I'm a person that like I always think that someone's going to steal my idea. But like what you'll realize is you'll put all of these ideas out into the Internet and out into space. And only one percent of people are going to steal them. Like if people are going to steal them, be proud that you know that your strategy works. People take my ideas and when I see the competitors doing what I'm doing, it just shows that there's proof in the pudding. So like now what I'm doing is if I put it out to the general audience, 99% of people are lazy. They don't actually want to do it and they know that I'm the best at what I do. So they're going to come to me um, to use that. So it's going to be a little bit of like you need to find an accountability partner who's already done it. Try it. Don't put out anything that's going to stop you from being able to do business. Like the way that I explain it, you guys can't see it, is like a timeline. Build a timeline and at least take out the middle. Take out the middle so that like if you had a burger and you took out the patties, it's not a real burger. You have to physically give them the patties to put in the middle of that burger or else it's not a real burger. So that's the way that I think about it because you're not giving away enough value. You're just giving enough cookie crumbs to get them to where you want them to be. Totally. I think another way to look at that too is like you're going to, give a give away the strategy but the person's still going to want to hire you for the implementation right so you're especially when if it's going to be a stranger you're attracting and they don't necessarily know you um the more you're talking intelligently about their pain points and showing you have the solutions but then your service is going to be to custom apply all that knowledge to their specific mm -hmm. situation they won't know how to fit the timeline together like you want to basically build a timeline and make it messy mix it all up so that people will watch one or two pieces of cookie crumbs and then you can put together the perfect strategy and maybe that's your guide that you're giving them on your actual, once they're in your funnel, you're giving them a free booklet on the whole process. I think I'd like to share a little story about my own niche as a real estate agent. Um, so I, I got into the business in 2008 and I came from the market research industry. So I had a good grasp of this concept. And like, so when I got into it, my overlap, like the things that I was really interested in was the market research side of the real estate industry. <clears throat> I love 
pulling big data sets and making charts and graphs. So analyzing the real estate market and understanding it, even as a rookie, became my niche. And I started just cranking out content. I made my charts and graphs prettier. Like I didn't just take the ones provided by my company or the board and, and repost them. I made my own data. I started making videos. I tried to explain why things are going up and down. And that became my real niche. At the same time, you know, I was trying to do other things like become a community builder and be, but that wasn't the stuff that I'm really interested in. So it was a lot more work to go interview a local business owner or go try to give a video of my three favorite parks in town. It was almost effortless to present market stats data. And I carry it through to this day. I mean, I still give um, monthly market stats presentations at the brokerage and I love making the charts. So it, just in case you're thinking like, what it, what is my niche? You got to think about what do I do organically already? What do I like about this business that can overlap? Um, some people, you may be much more service-based realtors. So you could be making content about all the steps of service along the way. If you're much more into marketing, you can be talking about this stuff. You could be explaining to clients how you market their property. Um, and so getting down into the part of the business that you really like can be the way that you just find your niche, right? And and make sure that that aligns with your avatar and, and, I think and if what you're they not care about. If you're not very self-aware, something you can know, probably, if you're not very self-aware, I think you can easily go to your past clients. If you have a book of business, you can interview people, ask your family members, what do you think I'm most passionate about? What, when can you feel the energy pour out of me? Because those are the sorts of things you really want to be focused on. So you want to, you want to take them all of this information, but like, don't think that they're 110% right. Like if they're not there, they don't know the true path to that success either. So Take note of all of these ideas and then you go through it. Is this something I actually enjoy? Is this something that I could see myself doing and focusing on? Because obviously they feel like I'm very passionate about it. If I am passionate about it, create content about that and just try it. Try it for three months and create enough content. Because if in three months, you should be able to create 90 pieces of content. The algorithm might not pick it up right now, but at some point, those 90 pieces of content will be picked up on the platform. And in 90 days, you can build a habit in somebody's life um, and taught them how to invest, how to save, how to build credit, how to do something. Definitely. Thinking about that different customer type too, it doesn't all have to be digital. That can be one aspect. But if you're, if you're going to focus, say, on first-time home buyers, well, okay, then let's, let's do a lot of that. Let's make sure your reviews are showing that. Let's hold a live first-time home buyer seminar, make a first-time home seminar PDF download that walks them through the process, get relationships with mortgage brokers, talk to other people who serve the same avatar and interview them. Like it's not really rocket science. I think the big thing that's that trips people up is something that maybe you touched on earlier, but it's like, if I focus on this niche, am I not pushing away my all my other customers, right? Now, if I say I'm a specialist at this, does that mean I'm not available to do everything else? Yeah, I, I, I hear this all the time. Does this come up with some of your clients? Like, I'm the generalist. We kind of touched on this, and I want to I want to appeal to everybody. I, I'll I'll work with anyone. Just give me a live body, right? So, like the it, it's 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 I get that all the time, and people. I tell them all the time, like, I'm the same person. Like, I'm a people pleaser in a way of, like, I want to be able to benefit you in what you do. So all the time we have people reaching out saying, hey, Cam, we love what you're doing with short form content. I don't know if you do listings. Would you help me with mine? People are going to reach out. Be Make yourself 
not super egotistical on your story. You're not only the specialist at the luxury homes. I don't touch anything underneath. On your stories, be genuine. Show day-to-day -day what you're doing. Maybe you're doing showings with regular clients in just standard houses. If it's showing up on your stories as those standard houses, but on your Instagram profile, you're seeing only luxury, people will understand that's your interest. But on a daily basis, you're still doing regular real estate. That's just your persona or your show that you're putting together. Totally. Um, I'm going to skip ahead to a question I'm really interested in. Let me let me build it up a second because I'd like to get your point of view because I honestly don't know how you do it. I know how I do it. So I would say my niche now is I'm a real estate trainer and coach and consultant. And what I project out there, and I hope I do well, is that I focus on marketing and mindset, right? And I'm trying my hardest to build more mindset content. It's kind of vulnerable stuff. The marketing stuff's easy to talk about. Um, I do find myself, you know, some days being more of a generalist talking about sales skills and stuff. I would see your brand as a, as Cameron Gray, the owner of Gray Media, as someone who is super focused on short form vertical content, staying up to date on the latest and greatest, being at the very front edge of the trends, not, you not the cookie cutter. So I hope I've got that right. Um, how do you stay in that position, right? What, what do you do to research your niche and stay in that position of being thought of as the guy that's right there, you know, on the top and, and respected in his or her niche? How do you do that mm -hmm. for yourself? I, I'll share how I do it for myself. So I think I, I, I don't do anything. Like I'm, I'm the least organized person when it comes to my own personal content. And it's because I'm designing, I'm kind of working backwards now. So I've built this massive agency company that offers all of these different services where I found that like people are interested in my service because of me. It's not the business that they're interested in is Cameron Gray. So what I have built is not a brand. I've built a personal brand. They're two different things with a personal brand. The underlying interest is Cameron. So Cameron is looked at as a social media specialist because he's been an influencer for so long that whenever I talk about anything, social media, as long as it always relates back to short form content, you're going to look at me as that, that specialist at that. When I'm posting on my stories and telling you what you're doing wrong, that's what's relaying the, the confidence that I'm a short-form specialist. But we're creating new profiles because in a perfect world, like a true massive business, gray media should only be talking about social media strategy because that's what gray media is all about. Then we have the content labs business, which should all be about getting comfortable on camera and how to utilize a studio. Then there's like Agent Pro that should be all about coaching and training. And then Jeff Thibodeau should just be your life what's happening in your life and the best of the best content being mixed to your main page. So like, I don't stress too much about like, who, like how I'm talking about something. It's just under my underlying interest is social media. So when I talk about social media, like the current trend right now is short form content. So that's what I'm sticking to. But people didn't realize that I only started creating short form content six months ago, six months ago, we were a listing company. And then six months before that we were doing vlogs. I literally did a video with my operations manager and he said like, you transition so much trying to, to figure out what your target audience is because everybody thinks they have a winning product because they've done 40 sales. A winning product is something where you endlessly can't handle the leads coming through. Like I've done a $500,000 a month store and that's a winning product because now you're getting two, 3,000 people messaging you monthly. So you got to test. Well, I think what you're hearing there is like you don't have to actively try to stay up on your niche because your niche is your life, right? It's yeah. you're living and breathing it. And if you're I, a personal brand. I have for sure. And but but even back to the avatar thing, thinking where that overlap is that again, I it doesn't take me a lot of work to stay up to date on market stats or marketing because it's the stuff I'm interested in. 
Um, now the, the funny thing is like, I didn't used to talk as much about the mindset and mental health stuff. But if you look at my personal bookshelf, that is the stuff I was, I'm doing in my real life. That's like all the books I read and the authors I'm interested in and the content I was consuming myself. I wasn't necessarily sharing it with the world. And I was like, okay, if I drip this in here too, and then I'm getting great response for it. So it wasn't like I went out and was like, oh, my avatar needs this. I need to become an expert. It was still something that is already very deeply personal to me. So it takes no effort to read another mindset book or to find another think, author. So for you, when you're reading those books though, are you only pulling out what would be valuable for realtors? So for me, like when I'm watching or listening to six hours worth of podcasting from Alex Hermosi, I'm only pulling out the bits and sharing the bits to my social media that would be valuable to realtors. Are you really change, like talking about all of the different mindset things that can change just in a personal life? Because will that be valuable to a business? person no you're right like it it's funny how i think we have we're similar in this way where we have these like connections are always firing in our brains right and so like yeah if i'm reading something i'm i'm usually thinking oh so and so would love this or this is how i could reframe this to my next real estate presentation even though it has nothing to do with real like i'm doing that all the time like you were saying you're watching a movie or you see some plotline i'm like oh this is how yell this episode of yellowstone can be a metaphor for how to sell a house so like it's almost a disease but that's because we've been talking to our audiences for so long um so i want to be respectful of your time i know you've got to get off to a big video shoot this morning any final thoughts on niching down and getting a clear sense of who your audience is going to be when you start on this path of becoming a content creator I think like if your goal is to make money now, like if you have to make money from social media, only create content about one title, like literally take one YouTube title, put that into chat GPT and say, turn this into 365 other ideas about this topic, create all your content about that because you're going to actually see business come in. You're not going to be very happy with the amount of traffic. Like, you're not going to be happy with like the way the business is coming in because they're only interested about that business point. Once you, once you're confident that like social media is something I love to do and I want to be an influencer now, just be yourself online and just instead of like focus on creating content every day, just focus on making sure that you're presenting yourself online as well as you are offline. Like social media is just like the new suit. Like that's the way that I look at it. It's like, you're putting your suit on every day. Like, do you want to get dressed to get out and, and like to, to work? If you're not posting to social, you're basically showing up naked online every day. <laughs> I love it. And I'll add to that too, that it doesn't mean you have to be a total open book. I know this is some, one of the fears of a lot of people is that even if you want to be a personality brand, like you want to let people into your life, you can pick and choose what's private and what's public. There can be parts of your life that are off, you know, off the table there. You're never going to do an Insta story about them. No one's going to know that you're uh, into that thing, or you don't have to post pictures of your kids or of the, the niche hobby you have over here that doesn't relate at all. Um, pick whatever you're comfortable with. So I think this is a really important episode that is really going to be built upon next episode. So I'm, as we start next episode, I'm going to say, you got to go back and watch this one, because if you don't understand your niche, then creating a content map, which is just a, an idea list, basically, like these are the five to 10 things I talk about, or just one, like you said. So we're going to get into that. So stay tuned for episode four. That is a wrap for this episode of the agent pro podcast. Thank you, Cameron, for joining me again today. We hope you found this information we shared valuable and it helps you take your social media presence 
and your real estate business to the next level. If you have any questions or comments about this episode or anything you see either of us doing, we'd love to hear from you. We love new fans and we love questions. We'll maybe even make a whole episode about your question. Uh, please reach out to us on your preferred platform. Just search for us. We're on all of them, Jeff Thibodeau or Cameron Gray. And don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform and come back for next episode. We're going to be diving into creating your content map. This is the foundation of a content strategy. Until then, keep creating. Have an awesome day out in the field today, Cameron. Appreciate you as always. We'll see you later. See you next week. Peace out.